Welcome to the Jackson Cloud. I'm Jamin. I'm Casey. And I'm Olivia. And today we get into a bit of a scary, confusing, dark story where a lot of people are like, whoa, God, you kind of pushed the envelope there. Uh, it's the Abraham and Isaac story. This kind of like God telling Abraham to go sacrifice his son to him. That's dark. That's scary. If it happened to us, we'd be freaking out. So, I want to talk through this a little bit to try to see it in the light in which the Bible, I believe, is trying to paint it. So we're not going to read the whole thing, um, but you, if you want to go read it yourself, if you're unfamiliar with it or just need to recap, pause right now, go to Genesis 22 and read that. Alright, so as we're hopping into this passage, let's remind ourselves, um, what is the promise made to Abraham? You will have children like the stars in the sky. Yes, so you have many, many descendants. What do you need to have many, many descendants? A child. You, a descendant. You, <laughs> you need at least one descendant. Now, that descendant came very, 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 very late in his life. Most miraculous descendant next to Jesus himself <laughs> at like a hundred something years old. So, with that being said, what did he try to do before that to try to make this happen? Uh, Hagar? Yeah. Well, why don't you remind them of that story? We have a whole I don't think he tried. I think, I think he succeeded. Well, if you just tuned in right now, you may not remember how that goes. So, uh, Sarah is Abraham's wife. Sarah's servant is Hagar, who is also a female. Sarah gives her servant Hagar to Abraham to have a child with, and she does. And that child's name was Ishmael. Yes, and since uh, Hagar is Sarah's servant, then Sarah technically owns whatever child comes from that because that was ancient culture. So it's basically, dang it, I forgot the word again. What's, we call it something else today. If you try to make a child, artificial insemination would be one uh, way. Vitro fertilization? Yeah, so those type of things is what we would do today in our culture. In their culture, you would basically put someone else through abuse of sorts. Uh, the, we don't know that Hagar wanted this. Forced it's just adoption? forced upon her, yes. You're going to have my baby for me, essentially. So... God uh, told Abraham he's going to have a kid. Abraham shortcut it. He tried to come up with another plan. Sarah's idea originally, I think, uh, but the two of them like came up with another plan to have a child, even though God said, I would give it to you. Who knows? Maybe they even convinced themselves, like, maybe this is what God wanted, you know? Um, but whatever the case may be, they came up with their own plan to go about trying to get what they wanted and what God told them they would eventually have. Now there's another story where it's possible we see Abraham having tried to shortcut in another way or just like trying to have a backup plan because um, after God comes to him a vision, uh, Abraham says, uh, I continue childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. 
Uh, you've given me no offspring, and a member of my household will be my heir. Now, this was another custom at the time. Like, if you didn't have children, you could adopt, like, a servant or a slave, you know, and basically call them, like, your child. They take your inheritance, things like that. So, this is before the whole thing with Hagar. It's possible that Abraham had like another backup plan at one point. So we just kind of keep seeing Abraham. He was already told you're going to have offspring. And then we see him mention like his backup plan. Eleazar is the one who's going to take it all. Uh, so with that being said, Abraham, though he is faithful to God, certainly has not run the whole task of like waiting, being patient, uh, um, letting God come through in his own way. And now he finally has in his hands his own son that God gave him through a miracle. And on this son lies all of the promises of the future, everything that that like he's been told he will have, offspring, so on and so forth. Um, and God looks at that and says, okay, you going to give that to me? It's like the mega test. Like I gave you finally what what I told you I would give you. And despite all your shortcuts and whatnot, and despite you going off the rails here and there with some other things, will you give me that? Or is it just back to more shortcuts? Will you be back to Ishmael? Will you be back to Eleazar? And so Abraham is willing to go the distance. Now, in ancient culture, sacrificing your children to false gods was not unheard of, uncommon. Like that was a thing that they did back then. So, What's going to happen here is he's going to take his son to be sacrificed. But what does God reveal in that moment? A lamb. Yeah, uh, something else to be sacrificed instead. But what does he reveal of his character? What does God reveal of Abraham's character? What did, well, you could say that too. But what does he also reveal about his own character? So, like, for his own character is that, um, I don't know, it's a unique thing of putting somebody that far to the test, mm. but then also being graceful in the end. Mm. Um, well, I don't even know if graceful is the right word, because God never intended him to fall through. I guess that... So part of what God is revealing in this story is that when it comes to child sacrifice, I'm not that kind of God. So that's a huge statement to the ancient world. Right. In fact, when it happens later, like God's going to talk about how like I detest child sacrifice as an abomination. Do not do that. There's other parts where like Israel's partially going to bring so much judgment on them because of some of the like sinful things they did, including things like child sacrifice. King Manasseh was one of the most evil kings before he repented and turned his life around. 
He was one of the most evil kings of Israel ever, and child sacrifice ran pretty rampant, it seems, in that time. God is showing through Abraham's story, I'm not that kind of God. You don't do that kind of thing. Don't sacrifice your children. But as far as revealing Abraham's character, like you mentioned, like he's also seeing in Abraham, okay, you are finally ready to, to follow me. And to trust him. And to trust me, like to not devise all your own shortcuts you're finally ready to to listen like everything was involved in that promise abraham's got to be like in his dying days by now right he's over a hundred years old he's either going to have a child or he's not but back to what olivia was saying on our sodom and gomorrah episodes when abraham pushed back on god i i said like you know that's almost like being bold like god how how dare you type judging his character, but what did what did Olivia say? It's more that Abraham already knew God's character. Right. Right? You're not like this God. Like you wouldn't go to this distance unless there's like no hope, unless there's no one righteous there. Um and that he's gotta have that in mind to some extent while he's going to do this. Like is Abraham what do you think he thinks? I think Abraham knows when he's going that he's not actually going to have to sacrifice his son when he gets there. Because isn't there a moment where Isaac asks Abraham? Yeah. Yeah, there's a moment where Isaac uh, is like questioning, like, what is all this stuff for? Is kind of creepy, right? Like, where where's the thing we're going to sacrifice and where's this and that and he abraham continues to say god will provide the sacrifice right mm -hmm. yeah so you're pointing out maybe this like underlying thought in abraham's mind like we are here to make a sacrifice i have been told that you're the one we are to sacrifice but god will provide the sacrifice almost as though like he knows, like, would God really call me to do this? So yeah, if he if if he was questioning God's character or one like God, yeah, that's not the way that you've revealed yourself to me as Sodom and Gomorrah. Then we also might have this feeling like, yes, he knows this is a test, but God's not really gonna take him to this, right? That's not how God's revealed his character so far. Uh, and Abraham, like up to the end though, he's willing to go with the test to say like, all the promises that you promised me, you made a covenant to yourself. God promised himself that this would happen. It's all on the line. And yet Abraham's willing to go there to the last moment. And this is, this for me is a very, very crazy, powerful moment in light of many of the other things that we've talked about. God tells Abraham to stop. But it's not just God who tells him. It's God in the form of the angel of the Lord. Now, we've talked about the angel of the Lord several times. Who would I at least say that he is, as many scholars would point out? Jesus. Yes. The angel of the Lord is a theophany in the Old Testament. In other words, theophany means like God appears. 
Whenever the angel of the Lord shows up, he talks as though he is God. In fact, in this very case, the angel of the Lord called to Abraham a second time from heaven. So he calls out the first time, said, Abraham, Abraham, do not lay your hand on the boy or do anything. Now I know that you fear God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Now, does this all feel very familiar in the Christian story? Allegorical? Yes. Here's Jesus. Abraham's walking up the mountain, which, again, mountain is another place. You meet God at trees in the Old Testament. You also meet God on mountains in the Old Testament. Abraham's walking up a mountain, keeps telling his son, God will provide the sacrifice. Ultimately, who's going to provide the sacrifice? God is going to provide his own son, Jesus, as a sacrifice. Uh, and uh, it's also the story of, um, it's also the story of like Jesus almost like looking right into his future, right? Right. I mean, Jesus shows up, the angel of the Lord shows up and says, no, don't. Almost as though like, I'll take care of that eventually in time. That's a, that's a crazy passage. <laughs> Right? Like, talk about foreshadowing. And that's that's one of the craziest parts to me. Like, this is at the beginning of the Bible. This is Genesis 22. Foreshadowing the coming <laughs> Messiah so far down the road when God says, no, you don't sacrifice your own son. I will sacrifice my own son. Uh, I will provide the sacrifice. And I know for a lot of people that's like, oh, child abuse. But we have to remember who is Jesus. He is God. So God is not just like a child murderer himself. God is putting on flesh himself and allowing himself to be killed. But yeah, the angel of the Lord shows up, calls to Abraham once and then twice. By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, which is interesting, <laughs> the angel by myself I have sworn, declares Yahweh. Like, again, this mm -hmm. idea that the angel is God. Because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you. I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven, as the sand on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of his enemies. And in your offspring shall the nations of the earth be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. All of that is coming because... He was obedient. He was faithful, as Paul is going to say, uh, in in this moment. And all that stuff is connected to Jesus, too. How do the nations get blessed? When God provides the real sacrifice, his only son, which will then send uh, the Jewish nation, the Jews, out to proclaim to all the world that God has come for all the nations, that he's extending the invitation to be adopted in. Uh, all of that's going to come because of a promise made to Abraham so long ago in Genesis 22 is the, the peak moment of all of it. We're done with the shortcuts. We're done with the, the attempts to underhand God. We were faithful. And now the story of the Messiah and all that other stuff is going to burst to life out of this. It's a pretty amazing story. Right? It's not as though God was like unaware of where this was going. <laughs> right? Like this is 
This is some incredible foreshadowing in a book written over a very long period of time. Like, oh, you just wait. This is going to be crazy. You know? You'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that being said, uh, how does this story hit you in your own way? Let us know on Discord as well as in the comments below. And be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And, and join the Discord, and we'll see you there. And go hug your mom. Go hug your mom. <laughs>